What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hurt Business Podcast. My name is Ferris Ferrari, and today I'm joined with potentially the future president of Plymouth Memorial Hall. Hey! Mr. Valdita himself finally joining me on the show. How we doing today, brother? What's going on, brother? I like that already. It's a good start to this one. <laughs> How you Dude, doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, fi- I'm pumped to finally have you on the show. I feel like I've watched you fight so many times now, steal the show so many times now. Uh, most recently, last Saturday, big one, dude. How do you feel after that one? <laughs> no, nah, I feel stoked, man. It was a good fight. Um, yeah, it was just everything that we worked on. I, I got to put on a full like display of mixed martial arts finally, instead of just having one avenue of winning. You know, I, I got to throw the hands finally. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people know about those two. I, I got people in the, I got them in the grappling department as well. So this was just a really good showing for me. I'm, I'm grateful for it all. And, uh, you know, it was, an, it was an awesome night as you, as you got to see there, you know, dude, boy, did I see it. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people were talking about the power. Does Andrew, can he pop? And then you showed it through that left hand sat him down and he looked like he did. He didn't know where he was after that one. That was the Pete Luciani special, man. That was, oh, uh, yeah. Shout out he's Pete. my main striking coach these days. He, he, we're in mom's basement right now, but I don't know if I told you already. And, uh, you know, we, I'm accompanied here by Connor Matthews, Aaron Johnson, Joe Pori's over in the corner here. And he's all of our striking coaches, uh, Pete Luciani. So he, we drill that every single day almost, man. And I shit you not, we really do. Like we do the motions all the time. And uh, just to see it actually work, you know, outside of just hitting it on a pad or a bag to see it work at, at a at a fucking full house at Cage Titans like that in front of thousands, it was sick. It was it was unreal. How does it feel, man? You you're basically filling up that arena alone. Hey, you know what though? Uh I told I said this to a few different people. I actually don't sell like a crazy amount of tickets. Uh, you know, I, I sell a decent amount. I'm not gonna say I don't, but it's nothing to like bat your eyes at and look at and be like, holy shit, Valdina sold that many. It's really not. And what I take pride in the most is that I don't sell too, too many tickets, but I still get that place popping. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and that, that has to do with the team I'm with because every single team member that I have, they all have their own huge fan bases. Right. And once they see that I'm a Lozon guy and I have, and I'm affiliated with their guy that they came with, then they start screaming for me now. And, uh, that's one avenue of like the people I, that are, that are going crazy there. Another one is just the people that I bring with the, you know, the you tickets I sell, whatever. And then there's also the people that have been coming to Cage Titans, coming to all these shows. I'm so I'm coming into consecutive fights like this for Cage Titans, and they remember me and they're entertained by me, which means so much to me because that just makes me want to keep doing this for the rest of my friggin' time until the wheels fall off, you know. So uh, I'm grateful for all those people that show up. Uh, seriously, it, it means so much to have all these people come. Yeah, man. I mean. Every time you hit the stages, it, 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 some of the loudest pops that we'll get all night is for is for you. Uh, you hit the stage and, you know, you got the arm up, you're doing this. It's like you built this whole brand. How much thought did you put into this before getting the pro career started? How much thought did I put into what? Like all the knickknacks, the logo, the <laughs> the merch, the like the, dis, the dancing, all the yeah, celebrations, yeah. all the good stuff. Um, You know what? I think it all kind of flowed naturally into it. Um. Obviously, I think the only thing I really went into MMA with that with the the knacks you're saying is uh, I think I started with you know the nickname Gladiator, and that's that stuck since day one. And then another one was the cartwheel going into the cage. That and then everything else that comes with me, like going to each fight, doing different certain things with the chest pound, you know, 
getting riled up in the cage and stuff. I, I think all this other stuff just happened naturally. It worked for a fight and I kept it going into the next and I picked up another thing and I don't know. I, I have fun with it. You know, you got to have fun with it. <laughs> you will. The f- people have a fun time with it too, dude. And that's, I think that's a, an important part of all this as well. Uh, where did the Sorry. nickname come from? So uh, the gladiator, it's uh, it's almost like self-given, but at the same time, it's not like <clears throat> I, uh, I used to run cross country in high school to get ready for my wrestling season. And I had this wrestling teammate that also ran cross country, this kid, Ryan Preston. And he used to call us fucking, oh, we're gladiators, bro. We're blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, all right, dude, like some of that one, huh? But, <laughs> but then I, I got to wrestle with him because I did a cross country season. And then I find out he's on the wrestling team too. And I'm like, oh, okay. He, this kid is a freaking badass. Not gonna lie, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that as well. And fucking, uh, I, I think I'm gonna take that from him. So I almost either stole it, self given. Maybe he gave it. Who knows? But that's where it came from back in high school. Dude, it's a fucking perfect nickname. Uh, you talked yeah, about. Dude, I like it. It's dope, man. You talked about wrestling in high school. What what got you into that? Ah, uh, so this is a this is a sad story here. I used to think I was such a baller in the basketball court, dude, and I got cut. <laughs> from the JV basketball tryouts in high school. I was a little like five foot something kid, dude, thinking I could make it big with NBA and shit. And, uh, I learned real quick, but it's uh wrestling coaches. I bet you it's not just a drink at high where I'm from. I bet you it's at any school where high school coaches are definitely going to poach some people that uh, get cut from different winter sports. And that's what he did for me. Um, this guy, coach Mike Riley, I'm, I'm grateful for him doing this. Cause this led all the way to this, right. You know, had to happen somewhere. And it started in high school where, you know, he said, Hey, you know, I, I'm sorry, you know, you got cut from the basketball team, but if you ever thought about wrestling, I never did at the time. But, uh, one thing that led to another, I fell in love with wrestling so much. That's my one true love. Like before, you know, this obviously, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful I went into it for sure. Screw basketball, dude. <laughs> dude, screw basketball. I feel like everybody at one point, one point, one time or another, they got cut from a team. I got cut from like six teams in basketball. I, I kept coming. All right, don't try to make me feel good, brother. I think you're a good baller. <laughs> dude, dude I, I, I'm nothing special, man. Yeah, I was one of the bench warmers, you know what I'm saying? I played freshman year. That was kind of my good year. But uh, yeah, dude, I was I was nothing, man. I wasn't that good. So wrestling in high school, you went. then you went on to Bridgewater to wrestle. How was that whole collegiate experience like for you? That was even, that was even sicker, man. Like, uh, after high school wrestling was over, I was like, bawling my eyes out because I didn't know if I was going to do anything like combat sport related after. And then, uh, you know, Frank Camisa is the head coach there. And it's one of my hometown friends, fathers or something reached out to him and Frank reached out to me now. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I met up with him. I loved it. I loved, you know, Frank, he, um, really, really good coach, solid coach and, uh, wrestling for him, wrestling for the other coaches, wrestling with my teammates at Bridgewater state that, you know, and then seeing the other collegiate teams that we go up against at big tournaments and stuff and seeing the level of dedication that they all put through. These guys are shredded to the bone and in, the, in these tournaments, just nonstop go 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 the crowd goes absolutely bonkers at these tournaments and stuff and i was just like holy shit all right i'm stepping my game up and i'm gonna dedicate myself to the sport right now and i did um you know i i wasn't the you know the best the best wrestler you know in in college or anything but uh, i pride myself in being always like the the kid that never backed down i showed up i outworked everybody and that's the that's the parts that i take pride in mm. do you feel like those those things you learned uh, throughout college wrestling and those lessons you just listed, do you think that helped you in this current career that you're trying to chase now in MMA? For sure. For sure. I learned so much, um, you know, 
wins and losses come. Um, I learned so much from both. Uh, the biggest thing, not to say I lost every single match, right? I, I had my fair share of winning as well, but I, uh, one thing I'll never forget is the feeling of loss. Like just that once your season's over, you lost that last regional tournament and you know, you have to sit out until the next season starts. And I just remember, I, I always took my, my sport to heart, man. I, I'd be bomb eyes or at the end of the seasons being like, okay, what the fuck just happened? And Frank Camise would come up to me and say, hey, remember this feeling. Remember it for the next season. And I did. And that just put a huge fire in my belly. Um, I worked so hard. And, uh, you know, th that's the biggest takeaway that I'll always mm -hmm. have is that I, I gave everything to the sport. Mm -hmm. You can't teach that, man. Hard work is something that, like, it's either engraved in you or it's like good luck learning it. Yeah, through trial and tribulations for sure. Yeah, dude. So you played, uh, you competed in wrestling all four years of college? Yes, sir. Nice. And then you, uh, when did you start fighting amateur? Uh, so I, my last wrestling season was 2019 and I actually took a fight like maybe f a f like four or five months after. Uh, and, uh, I had, I had a little bit of a background though in the striking department, nothing crazy. I, I, I like looking back now, I would scotch that belt. You know what I mean? That kid was a bomb, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had a Taekwondo black belt that I picked up in high school. Uh, so nice. I had some really good snappy kicks. Um, you know, Randy Costa was in, uh, at Lowe's MMA at the time, and he took me under his wing, bringing me to all his workouts that he goes to, showing me how to diet correctly, you know, getting in the marketing department, how to market myself a little bit as well. And, um, you know, he, he really sharpened up my striking the best he could in those, in those months leading up to the fight, too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was probably four or five months after the wrestling season ended. And I always love to ask this to fighters. What was your parents' reception to you saying... I'm I'm gonna go fight now. This is this is what I want to do. <laughs> you know what? I always say it depends which parent you ask. You know what I mean? But uh, my dad loved it. My dad uh, was so on board for it. Obviously, that everyone's gonna deal with their nerves in a certain way. Uh, but my mom, she was a wreck. She did not want me doing this at all. She was like, you know, Andrew, if I find out you're going into that ring and he hurts you, I'm going into that cage myself. I'm like, all right, some of that one here, huh? Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, no, they, but they've, they both like realized that this is my life now. They know that, you know, this is where I find my happiness. I, mm. you know, I, I love to grind every day. If I wasn't, I'd be a depressed mess. You know what I mean? So they're happy that I'm pursuing my dreams and they're all, all on board for it now. If you go to, you know, you were at cage site. I don't know if you got to see my family at all, but Dude, they go how crazy. I miss them? The what? <laughs> how could I miss them? They like own the whole section of, of, of the arena. I know. They're very selfish with that section too, which I love. <laughs> they get in there like as soon as they can. Like, you know, but dude, uh, I love it. And you jump on the cage on that side and just celebrate it. It makes for like golden, golden picture opportunities. Yeah, dude. It, it is crazy. <laughs> the last weekend was insane. All right. Then you jumped into your first amateur fight and how'd that go for you, man? How was jumping into under those lights for the first time? Um, my first amateur fight, dude, not going to lie to you. Um, as much as I did love it, it made me fall in love with it. Obviously I kept pursuing it, but I definitely fought for the wrong reasons. I just wanted to, you know, if I, I, I cringe looking at that fight on YouTube, to be honest with you. Um, it's, I just wanted to knock this kid out as fast as possible in front of all these people and just look like a badass. And I mean, it was just so bad mindset. And, uh, I learned from it though, I, you know, with every win, every loss, like we just said earlier, is that I do learn from them, and uh, as everybody does. And that one I learned heavy. I was like, okay, if I want to pursue this sport, it's got to be for the right reasons. It can't be because I want to look cool. It can't be because I want to, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, I, and I learned real quick. I, shot, I, I smartened up. Mm.
But regardless then, of the bad stuff that happened, I did have fun in there. You know, if you look, I, I had a smile on my face, you know, going into there and stuff. I It is a really fun sport with all the craziness that goes on. So um, regardless of how it ended up, I did have fun still. Nice. And it, clearly you wanted to do it again and again and again. So you jumped into there a second time. What went yep. differently for you, that, that, that go around? Yeah, friggin' uh, a quote from the great Mike Rodriguez. He says, remember, what got you to the dance? And that's wrestling, man. Like, I, I just resorted to my wrestling in that second fight. I wrestled fuck the hell out of Brandon DeMora. And, uh, you know, I just had a – I just wanted to get a win, man. I, I just held position over, you know, anything else. And, uh, no, my first Emmy win, I'm content with it. Hell, yeah, man. Went to the to, to the wrestling fallback option and then – you went on to have a pretty a pretty fun uh, amateur career. What was like the highlight for you of my Amy career? Yeah, um, I, I think there's probably two highlights. One was my uh, my third Amy win, which was a second round knockout over Randy Francis. This kid had 13 fights. I only had three fights at the time, and I said I was going to knock him out in the second round, and I did seven seconds into that second round. So that was really really cool. Um, and then the other one, even though I lost was that fight with Arthur Mapofu for the 35 title. Yeah. That's my first fight where I, I got to taste like going, you know, five rounds with, with someone who, you know, fought for the belt prior. And, uh, you know, he came up short against Jeff joy, but he, I knew he was very like a, like a veteran in the Amy world and very experienced. So that was really cool. I, I had the most fun in the cage. You know, it was, that was a really cool experience. Those two fights for sure. Nice dude. I have a question about that. That, uh, that Rin over Randy Francis you said, so going into that second round, coming into a, in your brain, you're like, I called it for this round. No, you're not even thinking think about it. That. Okay. I didn't think of it, but after I was like, oh shit, like seconds after I realized what round it was and I was like, oh my God, I did call it. And then I started screaming. I was like, I called this shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think of it going into the second. Mystic Valdina. Jeez, that's where it started. That was crazy. <laughs> All right. And then now, uh, last October, was it? You made your uh, pro debut Yep. against Rob Fuller. How was like that compared to like your amateur debut in those amateur fights? Was it a different reception? Did it feel different for you? Oh, yeah. My pro debut compared to my Amy debut was night and day. Um, talent wise, mentality wise, physical looking wise and stuff. You know, I just it's really cool to actually witness, you know, like the evolution of how a fighter can go th from their first Amy fight to where they're at now. Um, and it is really a cool full circle moment. Like if you look at the the first Amy fight where i was smiling all for the crowd whatever and my first pro fight against fuller in october i'm just man on a mission freaking zoned in ready to go um so yeah it, it felt really good you know it, it was good to get the dub i got the, the job done you know against someone like fuller and um you know it rolled right into january yeah it did dude and it rolled into uh, January and then now March and it just keeps the boat going back to back to back to back yep. cards. Are you jumping on 59 as well? Oh, time will tell. Time will tell. I'm not sure just yet, man. I want to enjoy some, you know, good drinks, some good food, you yeah. know, enjoy this W, enjoy the W with my teammates, everybody that I, I train with, we all won in the past week or so. So it was really just a great week that I want to just chill out with, enjoy and not make any moves just yet for, for when I'm getting back in there. 
Hell yeah, dude. I think but as much as just... I say that, you could also tell me to shut up because I'm probably going to end up fighting my ass. <laughs> yeah. Looking at your track record, bro, it feels like you're just running them back to back to back to yeah, back. Yeah, who am I fooling here, man? Yeah, but I mean, you know, huge shout out to the to the mom's basement, man. You guys, you guys yeah, are some. Go. Yeah, I'm going to some... do a little pan real quick, dude. Let's do it. Let's get everybody in the mic. Yeah, Johnson. There's War Baby. Joe the best, the best fight nickname in the game. Joe Poirier, first Connor round sub. Connor up? Matthews, my man. Another first round up. sub. Let's go, baby. Yes, sir. This is mom's basement, man. You got to look at it here. Where's Pete? That's Pete's all... not here. Ah, that's, that's the only face we're missing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's probably for the best if Pete's not here. Not gonna lie. He's probably, he'd be, he'd be chirping right now. <laughs> Uh, dude, Actually, I, you'd probably get some good content if you use. Yeah, that's true, dude. We we chopped it up for like twenty minutes after the uh, combat zone event. I told him like I got to get you on the show, man. It was a great time chopping it with him. Oh uh, my god, that'll be a podcast for the ages, dude. Get him on there. <laughs> Only a matter of time. Wow, man. It's, sure. it's it's gonna happen. Uh, we talked about basically everything I want to talk about, other than one thing that I read on this uh the Sun Lowell article this afternoon. Color vision test. Yeah. What, what, can you tell me a little bit more about that? What, what, what's that? Yeah, man. So I'm colorblind. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, basically, um, at, when COVID happened, right? So I, I was still in Miami career and I wanted to take another fight. It got canceled. COVID, COVID occurred. This is when it first came out. Now everyone's doing the thing. All fights are canceled. You know, people don't even know where to train because everyone's, you know, low key kind of scared of COVID at the time because yeah. no one knows what it is. And uh, I needed to figure out what the hell I'm going to do because. I'm not one that wants to sit behind a desk. I don't want to be doing that shit. I need to be using, you know, the skills that I know I have and, you know, be content and happy with my life doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I can't fight, I was like, all right, I, I might want to go in the military here. So I looked at the Navy and I, uh, I didn't want to just do some as, as much as those jobs are very necessary and very, you know, utilized. Uh, I didn't want some regular Navy job. I wanted to go into special warfare and I trained my ass off for it, man, so damn hard. I basically taught myself how to swim from the ground up, dude, trying to get in there. And uh, I passed everything with flying colors, no pun intended. <laughs> and then when I get to boot camp, the first week, man, they give me another color vision test and I fail it, like miserably. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And uh, they're, they're basically saying, okay, well, you failed the color vision test and that means you're medically disqualified from your special warfare job. And I was devastated. Again, I'm a crybaby, as Connor says, dude. I can bawl my eyes out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I basically, they, they, they gave me two options. They said, all right, you can take a job from the list that we're giving you, which I shit you not, man. I hope I can find it because I still have that paper somewhere. It was like a secretary in a submarine, painting the side of a ship, a, a musician, I shit you not. Um, or you can persuade, you know, the head guy in charge, um, senior chief bracket whatever his name was and uh you know you can persuade him to let you leave so you can pursue something else and i said okay well you know what man like i i, I think i want to pursue something else here i don't want to do those jobs and be you know have this miserable life here um so i so i left and i i went right back into lowe's on mma you know i i took my lumps i got my ass kicked so damn much and i finally started evolving a little bit with the help of all my teammates and my coaches and you know here we are i'm so so damn happy and grateful i made that decision that's probably one of the more crucial decisions i made in my life oh yeah bro it seems like it turned out very well for you wouldn't you say so far so good so far so good man yeah i love to hear it so one to ten are you seeing no colors I'm just so curious uh, no, about this. Right now, I'm always seeing black and white. 
black and white. No, okay. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> you got uh, no, me. I, I see all you. the colors, man. I just, I think, uh, obviously, I don't know for certain how it is, but I'm pretty sure that I just see everything a little bit more duller. Like, I think everyone sees things a little bit more vibrant. I see things like, I don't know. It's the best way I can put it. <laughs> I mix colors up a little bit, too. Like, blues and purples, you know, like, reds and, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Orange or something? Like, the similar colors? Yeah, like like a weird red and a, an orange that looks similar, kind yeah. of. They, they, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'm well, good to go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. quarter blue corn, that's all I need, right? <laughs> that vision test might have been the best test you ever failed, right? Coming back into to fighting and making a whole I like career the way you think of it. it, yeah. Dude, that, that's awesome, man. All right. Well, I think it's best if we leave off with this. What are your goals for 2023? Uh, goals for 2023? Um, you know, I, I definitely want to strike while the iron's hot, you know, but at the same time, I might take some time off. Who knows what I'm going to do next or when the next fight is. But for sure, uh, I don't want to look too far ahead, but I'd love to stay undefeated. Um, I, I want to have at least two more fights this year. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that I think that's pretty content. Those are my goals. Stay undefeated in two more fights. Oh yeah. I think those are both realistic goals. And maybe you can even the way Cage Titans is going, they'll probably have three or four more cards before the end of this year. So you have time <laughs> if you want to enjoy some drinks, some good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm well, gonna be doing tonight, right? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> well, you enjoy it, brother. Thank you so much for the time to the Thank basement. You. Y'all have a good time tonight. Wait, and say one more goodbye to all these guys, real quick. Good night, everybody. Y'all have fun tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night Go too. hard. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Seriously.